You're listening to BCHS Aspire. Your host today is Mr. Tyree, and we're joined by two of our finest students, recent alumni, Abdullah and Noor, to discuss an issue of the highest magnitude that is as important as it is sensitive, an issue that affects all of us, an issue that seems to raise more questions the more it's talked about, mental health. If you are affected by any of the issues covered in this episode, please reach out. Speak to a family member, a friend, a teacher, a colleague or any member of staff at our school for information, advice and support. Okay, gents, thanks for joining us. Um, So we're here, obviously, we're we're talking about kind of your experience in school and really sort of like mental health and kind of how it affected you during your time here and sort of how you you kind of coped and supported each other through that. Um, So just kind of starting in a positive light, thinking about happiness and can you think of a time when you were kind of at your happiest and, and kind of a happy memory maybe in school or outside of school that's kind of supported you through your time here? It was probably before COVID happened, so about year eight, year nine time. So like we used to go out for football before like COVID hit, so we couldn't. Everyone was locked inside. Yeah, yeah. So going out with our mates, playing football. Nowadays it's just on online everything. Playing PS. Yeah. Because it's not it's not the same when you go out with your mates. It's more of a memory. Yeah. Then. yeah do you think that's because yeah. you've got like older, and you know you've sort of evolved into that, or do you think that's more that we're sort of losing that? We are losing it, yeah. Because everyone is just on the phones constantly. Like no one goes out anymore. Everyone just can't be bothered with it. So. It's better when you go go out. It's more of a laugh, more memories there. I think one thing we had to do when we were growing up, we had to knock for each other. Yeah, knock on. We had to knock yeah, on, yeah. knock, knock on, and we yeah. used to plan it a week in advance. So we used to say, "All right, next Saturday at ten, I'll knock for you," and that was it. There was yeah, no right, way yeah. to really call, right? Do you, do you guys like? Have you, have you, is that something you still try and do? Like get out a little bit, yeah, and, like, see all each the time, other, yeah. and all the time. Obviously, with the exams, <coughs> we can't do that much now. Yeah, taking but. over. So, like, do you sort of still try and? use those memories like when during the exams when times are tough or like during covid and yeah that, so it, during it? these exams say on the weekend or something like that if i have some free time i'll go out play some football go out with my mates it'll be like more fun like more relaxing as well for the exams yeah fresh air still the cure but I, you know i didn't even think that we had to like um you know like when we were in year eight year nine we always used to think that jesus is going to be like solid like we're going to revise so much but even looking back now it's not as how I thought it was going to be that like we still had free time, we could still go out, have a laugh. But I mean, we talk, I know we talked about that a lot, like between us, didn't we? Yeah. About, like trying to make time. I think it's really important. I'm, you know, I'm a big advocate of like making sure that you find time for yourself and making sure you find time for your mental yeah. kind of well being. I don't think you can get through it, can you? Mm-hmm. Just a question for Noon, sorry. Do you feel like you were more relaxed because of how you had prepared over the years? Because one thing a lot of people struggle with is uh, a lack of preparation yeah. it's a week before the exam i know nothing do you feel like you were more prepared over the years and that's enabled you to relax because with the mocks i then like i wrote a lot of notes i had my revision in hand already so when i had to when it was gcse's obviously i forgot a few stuff so it was easier for me because i just got to go through it that's all it was still effort you still had to put effort in but it wasn't as how i thought it was going to be okay so we've talked about time when we were happy but what about a time during your, your time at school or whether that's exams or you know harking back to earlier years where something sort of impacted you something difficult a time maybe that was tough how did you manage to kind of cope with that and, and get through that 
and well, keep going? For me, it was um, in year seven. That's when my mum's uh, dad passed away. And it was a, a shock to everyone because he was in Italy before and he came to live with us and stayed for it for five years. We bought a new house. He helped us doing, um, do that offer us, the garden, everything. And I remember when he told um, me on the morning he died that um, just come help me out in the garden whilst we did the flowers. It's like a normal day. Yeah, it was a normal day, but obviously I was too busy playing that stupid PS4. So I said no. And then when I found out that he passed away, it was uh, it hit me. Like, um, I didn't think it was going to be like that. Like, I was, I was going to say something to him. Yeah. So I, I regretted that. I thought it was my fault. So I put it all on myself. But um, that was probably the hardest time for me when he passed away. So how did you sort of manage to keep going? Did you, would you sort of have your friends and people probably saying to you, don't be silly, that's just yeah. that's just life, you know, we've just got to, we can't live our lives worrying, we've got to... In school, we've got, we have pathways, we've got teachers, but I'm the type of person to just like shake it off. Yeah. I don't really like to show my weaknesses in it. So um, the moment, the day I came back into school after about a week, all my friends were just there, well, are you okay? How are you doing and everything? And that made me feel better because I, my friends were like there to help me on that. And um, I didn't think they would do that. And um, they didn't really like say, it was more like banter that put my Just to kind of off keep of you going yeah. rather than sort of deep discussion about Yeah, so I don't it think about it too much. Well, I think that helps me a lot. The thing is when people keep this stuff to themselves, it makes it even worse. Like sometimes you need someone to talk to and let you all out. Yeah. You keep it to yourself, it's just kind of like breaking you down even more and more. Every personality is different. Yeah. And one interesting thing you said there, which I feel is really problematic, is how you didn't want to show your weakness. Now, mm. where did this idea come from? It's really interesting, right? Where did this idea come from that if I show people that I'm upset or I'm vulnerable, it will present me as a weak person? Can you un understand and see how problematic yeah. that yeah. perception is? Not with all boys nowadays. Pride, they have got to go say in pride. And That's interesting. Even so. like stereotypical for um, people to think that men should just suck it all up. Yeah, they shouldn't speak about it. It's interesting. Yeah. So how do we counter that then? So how do we ensure that you're that person in your group who maybe takes responsibility? What do you, what on people, checking in on people. How, what do you feel we can do as young men? One thing is, in every friend group, there's going to be at least one other person apart from yourself that's going through something. Mm. So obviously, if you find out who it is, then you can speak to them. You can both tell each other with problems. It'll help out with that. You're like, even if you don't say it to everyone, just say it to one person at least and let you all out. Because oh, it's weird, isn't yeah. it? Because all boys, we're all saying we don't want to look weak, but we're all upset, yeah, yeah. but we're all saying we don't want to look weak. Yeah, it's exactly, counterintuitive. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that like now you're in year 11 <laughs> and you've sort of been through that journey and you're like comfortable enough now to share that and talk about it but you're referring to a time when you were sort of 11, 12, yeah. and it's probably kind of that age group where we, we start to develop these like perceptions that we've got to be a certain way, we've got a sort of bravado to keep up. So like, what what sort of, what would have, what do you think's changed between the point where you weren't willing to talk about it and now you're, you're prepared to sort of share that and support, because this is going to support other people having these conversations yeah. and that's the conversation we're trying to have, it's a conversation with us, but we're trying to, we're trying to say, have, that, have this conversation because you know, we're all saying the same thing. We're all in the same position where we're going through stuff. You know, for me, I would say as a teacher, it's it, or it, I think it's really important and something I've learned for myself is to share who I am and 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 try and encourage students to do the same. And you're doing that now. So, what at what point did you feel, or what was it that made you think I'm okay to talk about it? I'm gonna 
I'm going to process this. I'm going to get through it with my friends. Like, what, what made you think Normally I don't have to be weak? Normally for me, when, when, I've, when I'm facing problems like this, I just shake it off. Like, that's this soft person. I just am, like, I don't want other people to know my weaknesses. As you said, it's, mm. it is problematic. But um, for me, I think it was a change of mindset. Like, I thought, why, why can't I speak about it? Like, even though I didn't want to, but then when my friends, they spoke to me about it, they made me feel better. It was like, if I do this more, then I won't have to think about it as much. And I think the main problem with other people is that they think about things too much. They don't, they don't, they're always constantly thinking about what will happen next, like where will I be, what if I don't accomplish this and I can't move on to the next level, what could happen like with GCSEs. I know um, a few people, they kept thinking about if I, if I get bad grades, where am I going to be in the future, will I, I get a good job? Mm. Yeah, but I think my, my dad told me this, that if if you're going to live in the moment, it's going to be better for you. Absolutely. Because if I'm in the test right now and I'd be doing my exam like normal and I still have those thoughts bombarding me, I'm not going to get further in life. Yeah, you can so, just do what you can do, do yeah. your best. Mm. And, you know, I know that you've done that as well. Yeah, thanks, Noah. So, Dulles, same question to you. I know you've, you've been through some tough times yourself. Um, what about kind of the impact that they've had on you and, and how do you kind of keep going and, and, you know, get to the point that you've got to where you've, you've been successful in school and, you know, you've, you've, you've had your exams and you've done really well. How do you get through those tough times? So the main thing I do is just talk to my family about it. But my brothers, I'm really close with them. And especially after, this is a couple of years ago, after the shop robberies. Yeah. So that was when my mum, she got put in hospital after that. So it was a hard time for me seeing her in the ambulance going away. And it was hard for me, like, uh, I didn't know what to think about it then. But then I had my family, my brothers, they they wanted me to talk to them about everything. So, like, they cared about my mental health. They asked me what was wrong. Even my family, my neighbours, everything like that, they cared about me. When it happened, they took me into the house, then they let me um, calm down there. Because I was breaking down there, and it was hard for me seeing everything happen there. And it was a whole, huge shock to all of us, because it never happened before that. Yeah. And we've been there for how many years it was then? Six, seven years? And it's never happened. And that was the first time it happened with a robbery. And it was hard. So what I do mostly is I just talk to people about it. It's interesting that you both say, I mean, thank you for sharing that. Mm. It's interesting you both say that without kind of directly going to somebody and saying, I need help or, yeah. or I'm struggling. It's, it's the both touch on that people care for you, it's your neighbours or your friends, for you, it's your family, Abdullah. Like, it's that idea that actually having people show us kind of love and, yeah. and, and just recognising that we're going through a tough time. And, you know, by the sounds of it, for, for, for Noor particularly, it's not that somebody said, we know what's going on, do you want to talk about it? But it's that it's that kind of recognition that, that your friend or someone that you know or that you love or your neighbour is having a tough time and you're just going to you're just gonna do what you can and just let them know that you're there. And that, 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 is, a, that, is, a, that is helpful, is that sort of... Yeah, even when my granddad um, had his heart attack, we only found out when the, our neighbours uh, started doing CPR on him that we didn't even see him fall down. We just went out the house and my dad was making tea for him and they were just there doing CPR. And then when my mum came back, because she was out, uh, all the neighbours uh, said that, you know, we'll take the kids out to our house. They took me and my siblings and my mum was there with um, um, my dad and everyone else. So it is when people care about you. It's that coming together, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. not necessarily a sense of community, but just a sense of sort of you're not on your own with your troubles. Yeah, like we're here for you like that. But I think I think equally, even though that's a, a really good recourse and 
solution to many mental health issues to have a good network of support around you i think that's why it's equally important to discuss it with young people because as teachers we're probably your last line of defense yeah. because as you said you've got issues in your life you come to school you have good friends around you and you've got teachers who are almost kind of fill the role of a parent at school for you but as you get older especially men you fall off the radar yeah. right you go to college your friend circle gets smaller you go to uni it shrinks even further you end up maybe well, you go it, to the world of work and it brings whole new pressures or absolutely. like you know that sort of that and your banter culture and your colleagues about. might not necessarily be your friends your life could suddenly spiral into just the way home, it evolves work, actually home work and that network of support gets smaller yeah. so even though it's easier maybe arguably to cope in your specific situations um as you get older we've still got to find a way to have that conversation haven't we? exactly like, yeah, yeah. when not as many people might because when you're younger you in, in all those examples that you've shared with us you had older brothers yeah. or communities looking he's younger what's mm. he doing but what happens when you get older and you're expected to or you expect the others what, yeah. what do you do in that situation this, then? that conversation exactly that thought process is is for me from my point of view as a teacher that that's what we try and offer to young people but then i guess the, the kind of hope is that when you mature and you grow and you guys are doing it right now you know you are going to share your experiences and you are going to be doing that for other people and i think it's it's really this is all about trying to just make sure we're always having that conversation aren't we and we're always not being afraid to say it's all right or you know i know you're struggling if you want to talk about it you can and try and encourage it maybe not putting people under pressure and making them uncomfortable like your friends did a really did the right thing with you didn't they and keeping just, inside of you just kills it. Yeah, more. and just just letting, just trying to get the message out that it's all right if you're struggling with your mental health. It's all right if you're feeling vulnerable. We've got, to, but we've just got to have that conversation. So we'll just go back to what you were saying at the start. Abdul, you mentioned technology, and we're talking a little bit about uh, the impact that that's had around exam stress. But just going back to technology as a whole and and how it affects young people whether that's whole groups or maybe talking about boys specifically but just maybe your experience and your friends experience how has technology impacted maybe negatively impacted your your experience in school and your experience in your lives now how do you, do you think as a i know it can be used for positive and we talk about that a lot but what about the negative side of that how do you feel that so mainly like um on weekends or weekdays you're spending lots of time on social media not spending time with your family after a bit you'll start to regret that say if someone passes away um and you have that time then you can't get where you, back where yeah. exactly you can't get that time back so when you have time you need to spend that with your family and not on your phones because nowadays people when you go on tiktok you think you're gonna be on it for five minutes you're <laughs> only for a good two hours there in a dark yeah, hole exactly. yeah exactly they're designed that way aren't they yeah yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they've got their out. algorithms haven't they exactly. that's oh you watch this one you'll like this yeah. one you think oh yeah i might like that yeah like he said before i think it started with corona because before corona everyone was going out you know, parked before and everything. Mm-hmm. And when we were in lockdown for a good year and a half, two years, everyone was just on their phones. And Trying even to keep I yourself know, occupied. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, when I came back from um, lockdown into school, I couldn't even write properly. Like my handwriting messed up so much because... Well, you're all used to technology then. Phones laptops. have been around for a while now. So are you not saying you noticed a massive difference Change. even then before lockdown and after lockdown even yeah. though you were using phones before yeah 100%, you still yeah. you still notice it because before covid we're in school we're still talking to everyone we're still writing at least you struggled mm. with that writing school yeah, when exactly. you got back yeah. didn't you we yeah. didn't write for how long two years obviously so you struggle when you get back after that and then your english teacher saying right yeah, write yeah. an essay <laughs> and you're like i can't remember how. so how do you cope with that then because if 
like you said, you can fall into that TikTok trap, for example, or YouTube or whatever. How do you sort of maybe avoid it? Yeah, yeah. or get, up, or get what, out what of do you it. Do? And, and when you do feel that regret when those, for example, mm. those funerals come around, um, which sadly feels more and more There's nothing we can days. do about it, though. You have to learn a lesson. And but do you? do Or do young people generally, if, you're not, if you don't want to talk don't about yourself? Like, even then, when it happens, they'll go on social media. Like, say something bad happens, they'll talk to their mates on social media. Mm-hmm. But it's a different thing when you're talking to them face-to-face. Yeah. Like, it impacts a lot more. Like, it helps you a lot more when you're face-to-face as well. Even with social skills, like when you're older, it can, it's going to have a good impact. Like, I didn't have a phone until I was in year 10. Because, but even then, even though I didn't have a phone, I still had access to so much technology around me mm-hmm. that even I got trapped in that cycle, like with TikTok yeah. and everything. What about as you, as you came back to school? Obviously, you then went full steam ahead straight into mm. exam prep yeah, and then yeah. exam season. Do you think that the, the maybe dark holes that we're talking about had an impact on your ability to revise or prep? Did, yeah, you, did you have to overcome that? Uh, like, in lockdown, everyone got addicted to, to their phone, to TikTok, everything like that. Yeah. So when we came back, say we had exams a couple of weeks later, um, it'd be hard for us to concentrate, like, at home when we were revising. Lower a bit, because we didn't have that much practice of staying in school yeah. or even doing uh, work at home. Suddenly you had, that, like, like, an hour and 40 minutes in an exam. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. Not even that, like, when you're revising at home, you'll go on TikTok and that's it, you'll finish, you'll end your revising there as soon as you get on TikTok. Because you'll think you just have a, a little break, 10 minute break, but then you'll be on it for the rest of the night and that's it. And, it, and it's a poison chalice, isn't it? I think one thing is... I think we fool ourselves yeah, because there's loads of good material and content out there. Yeah, yeah. For example, teachers on TikTok who are giving mm. live lessons. Yeah. Yeah, I think I truly yeah, believe people fool themselves into yeah, thinking, exactly. no, I'm revising. Mm. But actually, oh, it's maybe not. just yeah. an excuse that they've made for themselves. Yeah. To what, what do you think about, I'm still a little bit off piece, but what, what do you think about technology and revision? So like I, as you guys know, like I'm quite a big advocate of something like GCSE pod. Mm because it's similar in that it's manageable chunks and you don't have to concentrate for huge periods of time. But then once you're on that device and you've got your phone, you, you know you just think, oh, I can flip between that app yeah, and I'll just have a quick look on. And then off you go in a dark hole. Do, do you find with me, kind of the old-fashioned way better? Yeah, or? with me, I just revise p- uh, pen, paper and a book in front of me. That's all I need. Like technology, I'll always get addicted. I'll get distracted by it and then my revision will go like that. So even now when we revise for GCSEs as well, I'll have the revision guide in front of me with a book and writing notes myself. Yeah. Like, I'll put my phone away, I'll keep that aside, and I won't touch it till I finish so revising. Advi- what about advice for maybe our year 9s, year 10s going into that? Would it be... Keep your phones away whilst you're revising. Give yourself. Yeah. Give physically. yourself a- Yeah, physically just put it in another room and stay in one room on your own. Right. What about in terms of... Sorry. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. What about in terms of like your mental health when you're, you're thinking, oh, I want to pick up my phone... Does it, it, does it kind of, eat, if you're revising and you're doing something on paper, are you going, I need my phone, I need my phone? Yeah, like every hour or so, then take a 10 minute break, take a 15 minute break. But as long as you stick to that and you don't keep it on it for longer, then you'll be fine. So training yeah. yourself, yeah. That's isn't it? Yeah. And then you just carry on going and yeah. you don't realise the time. But discipline is so important yeah, because exactly. the long term effects yeah. of technology addiction um, is going to be drastic, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Because it affects sleep, so it's sleep mm. deprivation. And obviously you're cranky in the morning mm. and then you're uh, you're not sociable yeah. and that's making you more depressed because maybe and you get stressed that you've not been listening yeah, because so you weren't you able to so you don't feel productive so now you think cycle, where's my li- where's my life going when all that time is just being filled with almost like noise and okay. nothing's actually nothing's actually happening I mean, you know, so it's scary. Do, you, do you think it's good for you to be on things like TikTok sometimes because obviously they can offer a bit of a distraction yeah sometimes yeah see so you have a bit of free time yeah. and then nothing else to do, then yeah, go on it then. But don't just rely on that. Like, think about going out with your mates. Like, even now, 
on weekends or something like that. See, I'm free. Even if my mates haven't called me out and everyone's just inside on the phone, something like that, I'll call them all out, go for a day out, something That's like that, good. relax outside. Do you find that that brings them out there, show a little bit that they're then being able to have that? Yeah, I'm saying it's like you're helping them with that as well. Yeah. It's like you, if you're on your phone uh, the whole time, yeah. you know that they're gonna be the same as well. Mm-hmm. So I think if you get them out the their house and have a good time, it's better for all of you. It's really trying to sort of try and do what you can for yeah, your friends exactly, and sort yeah. of support each other through it. And so, what are some of the issues that young people face around bullying? Um, maybe the reasons why and. Um, how that might have changed from when Sarah and I were at school. So now social media has become a big thing as we talked about already. Yeah. Like online bullying is a big thing now. Mm. Say uh, one day you'll be fine in school, but online there'll be something completely different. So it's a con- it continues, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, it doesn't yeah. stop at you school. Can't, you can't yeah. leave it behind. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Say something happens at school or something like that. You want to go home and feel safe, like nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. On, Your bullying says, follows you home. Exactly, yeah. But even like that, like when you go home, social media, everyone's gonna be on about it. Everyone finds out everything from there. Like, say someone's got bullied in school. Say you're getting bullied in school, yeah, and you wanna go home, feel safe, have a bit of like rest before you're going for another day. Yeah. When you go home, it's gonna be the same thing over and over again. They're yeah. gonna say you're something like that. Yeah. There'll be, yeah, people texting you saying, "Oh, what's happened?" This that it makes you feel you more unsafe. Yeah. Exactly. How do we tackle that? Like, how do we support with that? With me, you just speaking to your mates about it. Like, if there's a problem, tell your mates about it. At least they can help you with it. Say you're getting bullied. If you tell your mates, then they can back you up there. So there's always but, some benefit to people yeah, finding yeah. out. It doesn't have to stay between but you then and then sometimes people think that uh, if you're getting bullied, if you say it to someone, it's going to make their thing worse. But yeah. then that is a co- that is a, like that is what happens at sometimes. Yeah. But then you have to uh, tell someone about it because you can't just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, you can't go it's through like that, that classic. Don't tell the teacher. Yeah, so. exactly. And yeah. even if you do tell the teacher, like how people are encouraging um, men to like bring out their inner feelings, mm. people will still make fun out of that. And it's like with peer pressure that revolves around bullying as well. You don't have good shoes, or you have a certain yeah. bedtime, or a certain routine you follow. People will make fun out of that as well. So I think it's about um, maybe joining forces to yeah, change exactly, the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one person who's trying to be better, yeah. be more expressive. You need support. So yeah, exactly. A few of you get together yeah. and say, listen, nah, forget that. I think so what about the shoes or, yeah. or whatever? It's interesting that what you say, like the bullying issues, like you mentioned, like shoes and stuff, they're the sort of things that, sort of age-old bullying tactics. I remember yeah. be, be, being bought like the same sort of shoes I've got on now and in year seven. And my <laughs> mum saying to me, you need to wear them, you're going to big school, you're going to look really smart. And I was like, I'm going to get ruined. And I need I need <laughs> yes. the, the same shoes that all my friends are getting. And she was like, no, no, yeah, you wear these, you're big school now got totally bullied for the first few weeks of school and it was awful and you know but like you say i i just went home like oh my god i knew this was going to happen and you know people laughing and joking about it and my friends made a bit of banter about it and i was like mom i'm not wearing them ever again that's it they're going and you know but like you say i was able to go home have that conversation probably in year seven probably had a little cry and 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 sort of begged and begged and begged please just get me some different shoes but that was it that was sort of problem solved I changed that but like nowadays you could take a picture of that snapchat it send it to each other's friends have you seen this guy's shoes and And would I have been able to just have that sort of cut off like you say cut and dry move on and the the kind of things that you're mentioning that that seem small to someone else that kind of eat away at you I think if that was following me I think Mm. I think I would have really struggled and I I wouldn't have considered myself someone at the time with sort of a fragile state of mind, but 
it would have that would have definitely annoyed me because I struggled with it just being said six hours ago. Yeah. So really, it's it's like you say, the narrative is we've got we've got to adapt, haven't we? We've yeah, got yeah. to find a way to understand that you guys don't have an off switch. Yeah, exactly. Like social media, say bullying, it makes it a whole lot worse. Say in school, someone said something, like it'll end there, but then when you go home, it'll make it worse. Like you'll say something back, and then they'll carry on, carry on. Like it's not going to stop there. I feel like when that happens, so you know, some for example, like with my form, I might say I'll just say to them, don't don't message back, just leave it, just leave it. But is that not really a tactic? I'm going to say back. Not going to happen. It's going to make me look weird. But for me, I think I just shrug it off. I don't let it get to me because why would I want the opinions of other people who I don't even talk to get to me? Like it's if really I good keep and healthy, you can think bombarding, you can do that. yeah. So then, why am I going to even think about it? Well, what I would just, you do if do you think if some if you've experienced it? You've probably, you've probably got friends that that's happened to. Yeah. What do you do? You just say to them, ah, oh, I don't don't you know just ignore them or do you like? The thing is, you can't ignore them nowadays. That's the thing. So how do we approach that situation? What do you think? Like, what can we? Is is it you know is it going to be helpful for? teachers to intervene or do you just do you just say it if you want to talk about it, it yeah i think it depends how bad it is as well say it's really bad if it say escalates yeah, if it escalates like from, from yeah. dirt from funny shoes and it yeah. becomes chanting or yeah. whatever even now because of that technology thing yeah abdullah was talking about like with tiktok you see all these people following like the the roadmen or whatever you know wearing a certain type of clothes or you know i'll carry a knife and that escalates the issue way more because if you have that tone or that pride that you're giving to other people yeah. It's going to make the issue worse because they'll be coming at you, you'll be coming at them. Setting that example, aren't you? Exactly, that's the thing. So what, you know, what about trying to set different examples and say, I understand that, but this, this might benefit you more? Or do you, do you think having conversations about it or your friends or your teachers, mm. maybe even your parents, I don't know, being aware of the change and what you're going through and just maybe kind of keeping an eye on you and saying... Mainly your friends that know what's going on, they know how you're on a daily basis. I think they, people they try and hide it from parents, isn't it? Yeah, from yeah, parents they try to hide it. They don't, wa- they don't want to worry them, that's the thing. They want to keep it to themselves. But then with friends, they know. They see it every day, they know. They're in happens. the same world, yeah, exactly. aren't they? Yeah. 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 They've probably faced issues like that as well. And they'd be there to back you up as well. So. Do you think there's room then for like year 11s to take on uh, almost kind of a mentoring role for year 7s that join? Oh, to, yeah. to support them yeah, and in your position, been because we need to survive you need yeah, to exactly. teach the younger yeah, these days exactly. the younger you are the you know the worse it gets the year 11 year 10 the more intimidating towards you isn't it? exactly they won't feel welcome yeah, yeah. absolutely so to just to support them in realizing that they're not coming into an environment where they need to kind of claw their way out of it to survive yeah. to kind of teach them have like an assembly where year 11 leads that assembly oh, yeah. just for kind of Give some examples. Give some examples and how to deal with things. Some experience, because you, like, you know, like Sir said, we're, you know, a different generation and Mm. then there's there's other teachers that are a generation above us. And and, and actually having you guys in it, experiencing it, because you guys have survived, really. And, you know, Mm. but you've been through all of these things and if it's not you, it's your friends and you've got your own experiences. And in the the same way how Year 7s or students look out for teachers or there's a teacher coming, imagine if a Year 11, mature Year 11 students could actually take on that role. I know we have lead students, but I'm talking about like as a... Mental health ambassadors or something. ambassadors and like strong individuals like yourselves who Mm. are willing to speak up and, you know, willing to kind of be vulnerable and that could be really empowering, I think, um, uh, as an example to set for our for our newcomers. 
Thank you so much for joining us, gents, and sharing your experiences. Yeah, thank you so no much. Worries. I know we've got a lot of listeners that are going to appreciate hearing it from you rather than just from us and, you know, hopefully take some valuable advice about talking about the mental health. My main message is just talk to someone about it. Like, some people, yeah, they'll say that you can just shrug you off. But with me, what I do, I'll just find someone who I trust and who's going through that same thing. I'll just talk to them about it. And it becomes, it doesn't become all better, but it becomes easy for you. Manageable. Yeah, manageable, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with him as well. If you keep it inside of you, all it's going to do is make you feel worse. Like, that's the only thing that's going to be in your mind 24-7. And you're not going to be able to, like, move forward in, in your life. Because even now, as teenage years, these are still early steps in life for us as well. I uh, will probably face way more issues when we're older, so it's better to be in that environment where we can't talk to someone, so it's easier for us when we're older. I really appreciate your wisdom, gents, and, and you know, hopefully we can change the narrative, we can start having the conversations, and it's a big first step, so thank you very much. Yeah, no worries, yeah. Yeah.